Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 233. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me here as always, except when he's not, is B.T. Calloway. Ahoy. Hoy. And joining us as sometimes, especially right now, is Philip Wolf. I'm definitely here. <laughs> <And> Verified. <laughs> joining us for the first time ever is Tom Norton. Hello! Welcome, and thank you for joining us for the Simpsons Index with that lovely descending glissando. Uh, Yeah, there's a podcast where we watch Simpsons from all across the eras and rate and review them and talk about our experiences with the Simpsons. Like right now, Tom, I turn it to you. We'd like to ask our first-time guest, what is your history with the show? Where did the show begin with you? Do you remember uh, first watching it and uh, where it was with you in early times? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was like a little kid. Maybe 13, maybe 13. And uh, my parents were, oh, I don't know if we should watch this. So it fell into the same category as that other TV show. I don't know if we can talk about other TV shows, mm. but the young ones where we weren't, allowed oh. to, we weren't allowed to watch that either. So every time it was a Thursday, my parents would go out to Bible group. And me and my brothers <laughs> and sisters, we'd watch the young ones and the Simpsons episodes. Like the, the on Contraband. That, on that, on that, the Contraband TV yeah. show. So yeah. And it was pretty exciting because then you go the next day to school and everyone's like, "Hey, what's that? Yeah, wow, what yeah. what a duo! What a like excellent pairing mm. of shows. Like yeah. the but young ones, little... definitely more controversial than the Simpsons. Yeah, but, yeah. but uh, these were pretty much like this is in the nineties, so they'll probably repeats at the time. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, that still is. funny to think though the entire like the Simpsons season one is considered a short season and it's still got more episodes than the entirety of the young ones. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, show up. You grew up loving, of course. So where are you at with the show now, though? Have you kept up with the show throughout the years? Have you dipped uh, into new episodes? Where are you at with it? So definitely not keeping up. The, the <laughs> what nine, an unusual answer. The, 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 the 90s, you know, you get involved in all kinds of things. Marijuana, yada, yada, mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. And you, you lose you lose track. You lose kids track of Simpsons yada, episode. Yada. <laughs> yeah, kids, it's probably legal where you are. Yeah. <laughs> or in the future when you're listening to this. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, if you're in the ACT or America. Uh, it really is legal. <laughs> anyway, regardless, lost track. I've had kids now, and my son loves The Simpsons, so I'm rediscovering all those episodes that I never saw before. Nice. Yeah, right. Oh, that's wonderful. But have you watched any of the new episodes at all? Or Absolutely. Yeah? He loves them. Watch them on repeat all the time. Oh, that's a very different answer, but yeah, because we always wonder, like, who is The Simpsons for these days? Mm. Are, like, people enjoying the new episodes? Are we just bitter old men? And Yes. The yeah. answer to that <laughs> is obviously, you, you've already answered it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we've only got 232 other episodes of proof. I may have to go back through it, but until then. But yeah, Phil, it's been a little while since you've been on the podcast. Have you dipped into the new episodes again at all? Or? I'm surprisingly, yes. I've been up late at night with my new daughter and wanting to watch something that will take my time away but not give me too much entertainment i've been dipping into <laughs> season 31 and 32 and i find the experience varied yeah mm. <laughs> yeah because there is a popular belief at the moment that the simpsons is getting good again but you know from our experience it's definitely turning a corner i wouldn't say good again better uh, there have been a couple of episodes that i've been very surprised at how good they are and have really been great episodes and then immediately followed by real stinkers oh uh, 
It's nice to know that Simpsons haven't lost that stinking feeling. <laughs> uh, Beach, how about you? Do you do any extracurricular study? Or... Of the Simpsons? No. <laughs> I don't watch anything outside of this show anymore. <laughs> Probably the best way to do it for your sanity. No, no I've indulged in some of the, the Disney Plus shorts and they're bad. Uh, yeah. And I uh, recently found out about the scripted but never got further than the possible script of uh, Nazis on Tap. Which was... Excuse me? Well, in researching for our Patreon.com slash SideQuest Studios episode of Starring Springfield, where Elliot and I review movies the cast of Springfield have been in, I was going through uh, Hank... No... Dan Castellaneta's IMDb and saw Simpsons, Nazis on tap, like, the fuck is this? And it was an unreleased, uh, it got a script and there's voice acting for it and you can listen to it, but, uh... What? Quick question. I don't know when it happened, maybe 90s, it was, uh... My first question is, is it on tap as in beer or is it on tap as in tap shoes? I Neither. (laughs) I'm very confused as to why it's called that. But uh, you can see animatics of it. It's uh, very rough, and it looks—it's going for that old, you know, the Donald Duck when they're doing their anti-war propaganda in sure. World War II, that kind of vibe. But uh, it didn't get very far in production, and you can see why. Fuck! I never knew about that. It's like uh, the Seinfeld episode, the gun that like was scripted. They did a table read, and it was too much of a bummer. It's basically Elaine gets a gun, and what would a Seinfeld episode around that be like? And they were just like, "Yeah, this is too dark. We're shelving you this one." You got a gun. Yeah, right. I got a gun. You got a gun. <laughs> Elaine has a gun. A gun, Jerry. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> what, are you going to go shooting now? <laughs> She's a shooter. I'm a shooter. Yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> I'd be yeah. uh, Anyway, but this is the Simpsons Index, and we're reviewing Simpsons. This episode in particular, we just watched from the Disney era, season 32, episode 22, The Last Barfighter. First released in May of 2021, it was directed by Timothy Bailey. Not the weatherman, as you may are currently thinking everyone... Especially. Especially the international audience. <laughs> yep. And it was written by Dan Weber. It certainly does. What? <laughs> What's a Weber worth? I can't remember what we did for Weber. We didn't do anything. Okay. I just see what you do. You bastard. <laughs> Better late than Weber. Uh, Jesus. In this episode, Mo gets drunk with the barflies and reveals a bunch of other secrets he learned from other bartenders in his secret bartender society. Mm-hmm. And then the secret society go after him. Hey, everybody, what do we think? Uh, distinct lack of bar fighting. Uh? I was very disappointed that wasn't modeled on the last Starfighter. Yeah. Yeah, because when you saw you. the episode title pop up, you're like, ooh, and we're like, no. <laughs> yeah, I was momentarily joyful and then not joyful. Yeah. The beginning though, the beginning was sensational. It had like that mood. It's so moody. You yeah. walk in, you got the like the like the comfort at the hotel, like they totally ripped off the like the John Wick thing. It was great. You yeah. like walked in, you didn't know where it was going, and you were just hoping the whole episode would just stick to that like Yeah, weirdness. The first half for me was much better than the second. Yeah, so um, I picked this episode uh, knowing that I know nothing about John Wick. I still haven't seen any of the fucking eight movies that exist uh, Let now. me just give you everything you need to know. Headshot. <laughs> Three movies. Oh, there we go. That what, single word summary is... Uh, more, uh, I think it's hyphenated, but headshot. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Well, I did know, yeah, Keanu Dog dies, Keanu kills everybody else cause. That's pretty, pretty much it, yeah. yeah. The other two movies are... Just more of the same. Headshot, the sequel. <laughs> and Headshot, we made a third one. <laughs> headshot 3, even headshotier. Yeah. <laughs> so were there any other common elements with John Wick or was it just that hotel? It was mostly the hotel taking, so it's the Continental in John Wick uh, and the secret society of like assassins here. It's the Confidential. I do like that um, kind of transport. 
and also just the you know signaling them all to go after someone is a, a big aspect of the movie. Ah, uh, yeah. right. Yeah, the whole secret society is the John Wick side of things. The secret society of dog killers. No, no, he's not on that side of the society. He's on the society of dog killing Avengers, dog murderer Avengers, dog murderer murderers, murderer of dog murderers. Yeah, I've never been more curious to see this movie now. <laughs> well, you'll get sad because the dog dies really early yeah, on. Yeah, really early on, and it's quite a cute puppy, and it symbolizes his wife in mm. ways that everyone forgets. Well, we run our podcast with a little bit of a loose questionnaire, so mm. we'll start with you, Tom. For better or worse, what's a moment from this episode that stood out to you? Ah, oh, the moment that stood out for me. Ooh, I got some highlights and I got some bad lights. For better or worse, you can pick whichever one you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or both, I don't care. Yeah. Very few people try to stop you on this show. The problem <laughs> is I can't even read my notes, which is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, in the five years of doing this podcast, I don't know if my handwriting's better or my ability to read my dog shit handwriting has gotten better. Okay, so the ending. The ending for me, the ending with the twist at the end, I thought that was pretty good storytelling. I thought that, like there was this ham-fisted like, plot pushing in the plot. Like it was like, oh, and here's the moral. And then like the last little beat at the end where like the come back to the, the, the Marvel thing they're doing. Like where you come back and you're like, oh, I guess you didn't get it. Here's a little message. They have a little message for the kids. Moral. I felt like vomiting on that last bit. But <laughs> that was a good part. What I did enjoy though is the twist at the end when like Homer's like, oh, you know, I want to be strong for my family because Homer never does that. In all the episodes I've seen before, I thought that was a really clever twist on Homer's character because yeah, he always like... Where he chooses sobriety yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like, oh, wow, okay, I actually really appreciate they did that because yeah, yeah. that was for me going to be a really depressing moment where he's been forced to be sober because he's been injected with anti-booze and is you know, like a great model husband and father now. You're like he's going to eventually choose to go back and that's going to be really depressing. So I appreciated they actually did that of, yeah, not having him choose it and get forced into it. That was great. Like because, it, yeah, it yeah. made him not a jerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was for the first time that I've seen that happen in all millions of Simpsons mm. episodes. And it was, quite, it was quite refreshing to see them do something different. And unexpected. It was good. And then they did that whole moral thing at the end with like the kids. Oh, you're going to grow yeah. up and become alcoholic. So I was just like, ah, puke. It was really weird. Oh, that... Yeah, sorry. I, I find the, the thought of like, after the credits, we should do this extra scene mm. where the, the Spanish Skulls talks to them and tells them about the dangers of alcohol because you're genetically predisposed to being an alcoholic. Yeah. But I'm like, what's the point of that? Like, why do they put that in? Like, 70 people looked at that and went, yeah, we should add this to the end of the episode because it adds something. And why would a tequila bottle be pushing that message? (laughs) (laughs) There can be only one. Yeah. (laughs) It's annoying because, like, yeah, that whole... We've complained a lot about the fucking post-credits fourth act fucking unnecessary thing, and this was so unnecessary because, like, one of the things you can criticise about this story is, like, yeah, the whole Bart's tequila bottle thing gets dropped Mm. and like yeah we never saw him get mad about homer stealing the tequila bottle but whatever it gets us into the episode i I think the plot sort of moves along pretty smoothly regardless and i could have forgiven that but the fact that they bring it back at the end and introduce the bottle reforming like it makes it suck more the weird jordan's anal corner moment for me was you know they they find the shattered tequila bottle in a location where it didn't break and Lisa's like isn't that your tequila bottle's like 
What the fuck are you doing? Why not just have them go to the squid port where it broke? Why is it in a lo- new location? Yeah. Reassembles magically and tells them in Spanish, which Bartsch doesn't understand. Which none of them understand. Or Lisa might. Actually, uh, Tom, I, you piped up. Uh, the German, the uh, the beer wench, didn't, wasn't speaking German, you said? Well, well for me, my, my German is pretty bad. I lived in Germany for about a year or so. And so I speak awesome broken German. Uh, <laughs> And, um, the broken German. Exactly. <laughs> and so I can start conversations or arguments, depending on how you look at it. And we always revert to English in the bar. The best argument I can start in German is, das ist mein Hamburger. <laughs> I am not a hamburger. I think so. Maybe ich bin ein, not das ist mein. Ah, yeah. <laughs> that is not ein Hamburger. Anyway, so the, the, the German bartender says something about Soberfest, not Oktoberfest. But yeah. she doesn't use the, the noun Soberfest in her sentence. I was like, that doesn't sound quite like German. You know enough to know about your nouns and prepositions. Mm. Well, you know, I used to be, yeah. Yeah, You know enough to know that there's no noun for Soberfest. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there should have been because they wrote it down. (laughs) (laughs) Did you happen to go to Oktoberfest while you were in your year there? No, I just went to loads of bars and raves. <laughs> Why to only go to one week of festival when you can yeah, just you drink just all the time? That's nah, true. I was a teacher. <laughs> At bartending school? At the school of hard knocks. Yeah. The school of hard pints. No, wait. What are they called? Steins. 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 Hard Steins. And uh, uh, Phil, how about you? What stands out to you from this episode for better or worse? I really thought that the the intro in the beginning was really good. I have to agree with Tom with that. Like mm-hmm. it kind of really set up there, and then they had that bit where they cut to Bart and Millhouse lining up for to go to a Krusty the Clown show. And I thought because that's how TV works, that was going to be the start of the B story. But it just took a long time to get to Bart getting a, a crystal yep. skull tequila, and then he comes home, and then there's a whole montage of him keeping it from Homer, and Homer wants to drink it, but he's like sleeping with it, and he's reserving the hammock for the skull. And then Homer finally takes it and doesn't drink it immediately, but runs to the bar. And I thought like that, that was like five minutes of mm. setting up for the, the a, a story to do something. So at first I was like, oh, this is really kicking along. Like we've got two interesting stories. And then those two stories merged into one long, boring nothing. Yep. And then we finally got to the A story like five minutes into an episode. No, you make a good point. Like the whole Barton Millhouse watching the live taping of Bumblebee Man's new show mm-hmm. did take a long time to just basically get the point across. Everyone speaking Spanish and Bart can't understand it. Like and the other, and the thing that I really nitpick with the show is when the skulls speak Spanish, you get subtitles. Throughout the three-minute Spanish TV show, no <laughs> subtitles. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I'm yeah, like, that's, oh. fine. that's to put you in Bart's situation of everyone's laughing and you're like, why? But you know what I'm really watching the show for is to be entertained, not yeah. to be in the shoes of the character who can't speak Spanish. Yeah, because I didn't get a crystal skull full of tequila at the end of it. <laughs> or did you look under your seat? He looked. Yeah. It's just my butt. <laughs> the That's greatest still- skull of all. I don't know. Do not drink from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the montage with Bart keeping the skull, uh, the tequila from home, and did nothing for me yeah. either. Oh, this and... show had like five montages in it, and oh, all yeah. of the them montage shit is crazy, boring as shit. Oh, yeah. Like the, I've never seen five guys getting drunk and having a great time montage that's been so boring and full of nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like why waste everyone's time? Just go straight cut to like we should leave the bar and do something crazy, and then immediately go into. Ah, I'm angry Mo and I'm drunk and I'm going to tell you all your secrets. Save mm. me the 45 seconds of you not coming up with ideas. And that, my friends, is from a TV editor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I make montages professionally and this one was certified. 
Well, especially like using the Tequila Stinger song, like the mm. gag was all right. Homer going, "Ah, oh, here's a song that uh, you know with no lyrics that'll put my yeah. mind off this whole situation." Haha, <laughs> they say tequila. You know, the joke is done better by that meme video of that one guy who's doing it at karaoke and is just standing around awkwardly until <laughs> the word single word comes. Tequila. tequila. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to use that uh, tequila sound sting in like two of the montages as yeah. well felt incredibly lazy on that part. It's the well. only real song about it, which we, songwriters <laughs> make more songs about tequila. Mm. Margaritaville, sort of. You need tequila to make. Uh, I mean. Searching for my last shaker of salt. Oh, wait, there it is. Uh, BT, uh, what stands out to you from this episode, better or worse? Uh, Core concept. I really like the idea that there's this secret bar that bartenders go to. That was something that I was early on. I was like, okay, that's a cool use of the John Wick parody. That's, you know, something, yeah, if you get vented to all day from people coming into your bar, you would need somewhere to go. And yeah, the part that the idea that because Mo has to remain sort of a friendless outsider, but this lets him remain that friendless outsider because it's a secret society. He doesn't hang out with these people outside of that bar. Yeah. Did you feel like they didn't explore it enough though? Like, no, I was, they didn't. I was like, um, what about the dude behind the bar listening? Yeah. He could be like the listener, listener, and then the listener, <laughs> listener, <laughs> listener, listener. Yeah. Who, yeah. who watches the watchers? Exactly. Who watches the watchmen? Who watches the watchmen? Exactly. Where does Ian McShane go to when he needs to? Vent? <laughs> exactly. And then they have like a little group and a little group and a little group yeah. until you get to the center. Uh, and there's this one guy going, I hate you! <laughs> <laughs> Shut really up! Big ears. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say this episode lost me pretty heavily the second they go, we're going to give them anti-booze. We can make them permanently sober. I was like, ah, oh, okay, I'm bored now. Like, I really like the whole, the, you know, the Mo gets kicked out of this society and now he does, he's lost that one outlet of his. And like, oh, that's really, that's an emotional core of an episode. And then to switch it up with just, no, now this wacky thing about them get all getting sober. I was like, Ah, uh, okay. I'll I'll just tune out the rest of this. Yeah, it really turned in. It really came from like a character development to yakety sax for 40, 40 yeah. minutes. <laughs> I reckon they could have pushed that harder, like the whole anti booze thing from everyone else's perspective. Not just like the guys get like one guy getting buff and the other guy putting his paint in, like the whole family, all the family surrounding them, and all that. Like mm. it would have been great to have like reflections on the other people around their lives on how that affected because I reckon there's more comedy in that than just having one guy go and then they get together for a shake or whatever yeah. and yeah. then, then yeah. afterwards when they take it there's more comedy in the in the fall as mm. well oh you're right because like, they set up the fall back to grace yeah. yeah but then they didn't explore it they were just like immediately get stabbed with the anti anti booze yep. and mm. just start chugging beer like yeah. Lenny's going to have a terrible time. He's got zero percent body fat. That pint's going to kill him. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully he does. <laughs> wow, hot take. Um, yeah, I will say for as silly as this episode got, I feel like the plot did kind of at least move through at a clip, and there were some decent gags in there. Mm. Yeah, and for sure. The George Clooney gag about the crystal <laughs> yeah. that was legendary. Yeah, the that tequila was... that inspired George Clooney to make a semi-legit tequila. Yeah, the, yeah. the legitimate tequila. That's yeah. inspired George Clooney, yeah. Which, yeah, as a tequila fan, I can just safely say George Clooney's tequila, Casa Dosa or whatever? Uh, Casa Dimigo? No. No, 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 no. Anyway, it's dog shit. Fucking avoid. Yeah, like, really? it is so bad. The Rocks tequila, that's some good shit. This episode is uh, brought to you by the Rocks tequila. <laughs> Casamigo. What is it called? Rocks on the Rocks? <laughs> no idea. It should be. Uh, you're thinking of Casamigo, by the way. Casamigo, thank you. Didn't he, he sell that for like a billion dollars? Well, a lot of goddamn money, yeah. Who's buying that for a billion dollars when it's Someone. terrible? <laughs> Man, I wish I was George Clooney. It had George Clooney's signature on it, therefore money. I don't want to be George Clooney. I mean, 
No, it'd be nice for a day or so, but you'd be like, yeah, get away from me. Oh, yeah, all those <laughs> memories about being on ER. Ugh. <laughs> nah. About I, being Batman. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I'd still say I don't the think George Lazenby of Batman's. <laughs> Both named George. Interesting. <laughs> but yeah, like one of my favorite gags in this was actually Moe's fight with the rag. Yeah. Like I thought there was some really cool animation moments, and like I was, I was, my cringe alert was set because. I don't know if you guys have seen, but Beige knows what I'm oh, about to say. <laughs> there was an episode that was focused on the story of Moe's bar rag through the ages, how we saw it in early history and how it made its mm. way to Moe's bar. And how, it was far voiced- back, how far back did it go? Did it go Egyptian, caveman? What did it go? How far back did it go? Uh, Romans, I think. Yeah. I can't remember anymore. Romans, Romans love going back to caveman times. It, oh, yeah. it, it was originally tapestry that detailed a big uh, fight with... Yeah. So just a quick peek behind everything here. Uh, way back when we did do a like worst of the worst uh, yeah. showdown where we went through all of our unanimous failures to see who would rule the pit of failure and Moe's Ragged to Riches the episode Elliot is talking about came second place only to Lisa Goes Gaga yeah so, <laughs> it, it is bad <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, a total waste of Jeremy Irons who voiced the bar rag. So mm. <laughs> when Mo pulled it out, I was like, oh no, please don't do a reprise of this. No one wants to remember that fucking episode. <laughs> but no, it turned into this awesome sequence where, yeah, he was using the bar rag to defend off all the bartenders yeah. uh, trying to poison it, uh, him. I thought it was really good. Lost me a bit where he pulls down the telegraph pole. No, right? that was good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but the whole the whole thing is like, it's very reminiscent of like towel fights when you're a kid. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially yeah. when he's like slapping people in the face who are already yeah, on the ground. And you you've all done Again, that before headshots, well. oh, yeah. John Wick yeah. Yeah. I got so good at it I got oh, banned oh, headshots John Wick that's where yeah. it comes from isn't that's it? but I feel yeah. like Heads they came up with that idea for this like as the culmination of the episode and then expanded outwards from there they're like let's do a thing where Moe's a bar fighter because we bar fighter star fighter Right, excellent. John Wick Starfight. Yeah, we'll figure the rest of it out. Yeah. So, yeah, just to confirm, this had nothing to do with the last Starfight. Not a damn yeah. thing. <laughs> Jerry, yeah. Well, there was that alone. guy. There was that guy on the little uh, arcade machine in the background. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, you were paying attention. I didn't even see an arcade machine. Uh, I, actually, I will say as well, the montage of bars throughout uh, Springfield yeah. was uh, pretty good. Uh, I loved all the names. The uh, names the, in the background were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, they were really hilarious. Sign writing in Simpsons is always good. Uh, mo- a lot of them are returning as well, which I like. Yeah, yeah. The League of Extra Horny Gentlemen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Space Inebriators was one. But I think no, that, one, that one got yeah, me. Yeah. I loved well, yeah. uh, Rye Curious. Yeah. <laughs> and there were Shots and Tots, the bar for babies, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, good shit. Uh, so, Tom, when we're talking about The Simpsons on this show, we like to look at the two pillars that we feel like define good classic Simpsons. How, yeah, for an animated show, they mix in a good amount of wackiness and heart. So we like to ask, how was the wackiness in this episode? No, the wackiness was lame. Like, there was not enough wackiness for me. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I felt not enough. As, well, as oh, I said... Tom as loves I said, wackiness. As I said, with, like, the... As you, you pointed out, the choreography scene with the, the bar fight, and that was fantastic. But I felt like the plot... Mm. wasn't absurd enough for me. Like, it was a bit ham-fisted, like, getting it all to, like, get it in. Like, with Mo and his, I'm now telling the secrets of all the other people, it just yeah. felt vomit-worthily ham-fisted, just forcing it in. It didn't feel like a wacky plot. It felt like something from the 80s, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, we don't gossip. Like, you know, that seemed to be, like, the moral message of it. Like, he's like, uh... Run away. Yeah. No, with you saying like they didn't do enough to like even establish that intro thing of like Mo in this secret society enjoying each other's company and venting to each other. Yeah. It would have been great if they didn't go down the track of like so obvious that 
this is the moral like you could like lead yeah. it that way and then you could have the secret society going you've reached the next level yeah. like <laughs> like like sharing the secrets like it like you go up the chain of like darkness or something uh, like that sure. like there's like ways you could get around it mm. without feeling like a 1980s sitcom <laughs> sure <laughs> that's true and it's weird that they didn't explore more of the like the secret bartending thing because we don't know Mo gets expelled from what's it called the conversation the uh, confidential the confidential yeah. but we don't really know what he gets out of it apart from being able to complain to one guy who serves one drink to the same drink to everyone yeah like, he wasn't devastated that he got kicked out he was like oh it's nice to be part of a place that was mm. well, i didn't know where he did and it was kind of weird but we like it wasn't like it was a big deal to him and yeah. him losing his customers was yeah. the thing that he was worried about. Yeah, we get told it's a big deal to him. We don't get to see really any of it. Yeah, because yeah. they do that. Yeah, he drinks, but yeah, we don't see him converse with anyone else mm. at the bar. Which, which he is... obviously does because that's how he knows all these secrets. Yeah, so. yeah. which so it... they should have established because it would have led to good material. <laughs> exactly. So the wackiness could have been pushed, massaged a little bit further. Yeah. yeah. Massage the whack. That's what everyone says, don't no, they? Just, <laughs> no. Oh, it's a good they saying. Do. Yeah. No, massage the whack. <laughs> Might be my new outro phrase. Yeah. <laughs> and now everybody whack. out there, massage that whack. I mean, I'll encourage you not to. I'm going to side with you. All I can really do is recommend. On this yeah, side. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to this, massage your whack right now. <laughs> or, conversely, hands off the whack. Don't listen to him. He's too moralistic. There's Keep an angel and a devil on your shoulder. Their names are Tom and Philip. <laughs> oh, a God lot of opinions about God. whack. God. We have a lot of opinions about pretty much everything. Are they well informed? No. Are they heartfelt? Who knows? But they're strong and we'll yell them. Yeah, well, there's your podcast. One gets left channel, one gets right channel. Oh, one. yes. That's <laughs> mm. good. Fucking excellent Secret idea. genius. <laughs> no, yeah, the listeners write in with their, like, moral dilemmas and you each take the fucking role of... <laughs> to touch and not to touch. That's kind of, that's kind of amazing. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a pen. Bill, write that down in the future. Tom oh, has a pen. Tom no. Damn, and there's no other recorder. I don't take orders. <laughs> I mean, you're going to cut this out, right? <laughs> I might. It's too good of an idea. Could be the bonus scene. Yeah, the better thing is someone else listens to this and they go off and do it. Because we are honestly never going to do it. <laughs> no, true. But don't do it. Or give us money for it. How's well, that? I say <laughs> it's out there pat, now. Pat, 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 pat. Go and do it, people. It's Once again, the devil and angel on the shoulders. Differing <laughs> <laughs> opinions. Kind of working automatically. We're not <laughs> even trying. Two contrarians sitting next to each other. Who would have thought? <laughs> anyway, next letter contrarian. comes from Mary M. in Haddersfield. She writes Leave him, him. Mary. <laughs> Leave him. Uh, don't do it, Mary. Did you don't have even listen. Of whack beach. <laughs> I did indeed. I kind of like when the, you know, the tequila bottle skull is talking to Homer and he's like, I don't need to speak Spanish to know when a tequila bottle is mocking me. <laughs> Barney teleports at one point. They spin him on a bar stool and yeah. he just... Whoosh, that was whack for really no reason. But then he just comes in through the bathroom door. Like, he didn't even have, yeah. like, a shell on his head. or Like, he's been to somewhere weird. He just was like, guys, I teleported to the toilet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually thought that was just, like, a drunk thing. You're, like, doing something, and then suddenly you're not aware of someone else doing <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it was done with, like, a like, camera yeah. pan or something. Yeah. But I think because he's right there, he does kind of spiral out. But, yeah, mm. once again, it does come at this point where this is, like, the fucking third montage. in the, mm. with, And we're only into the second act by now at this point. Yeah, yeah. there is a lot of eye-rolling when the montages come on. Yeah. Uh, one of the wacky things that I did actually like, and... 
the first of two Indiana Jones references we get in this episode yeah, is Homer cool. doing the uh, tequila Maggie swap. Oh, yeah. And mm. it's just a cute little moment. I like how Maggie just, yeah, ends up going, yeah, whatever, and sidles up just with Bart and cobbles yeah. in. Yeah, it's really Even yeah. that, though, even that, like, it's so, it's a little bit too, I say, I hear what you're saying. It's cute and lovely and all mm. that sort of thing. But they could have done something though. Like, like, why Maggie? Why, why yeah. make it nice? Yeah. Why, not, why not make it like a bucket of poo? <laughs> <laughs> I, Just I, out I there, thought yeah. he was going to siphon the tequila out and like put water in. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, Bart's not gonna know. now I'm picturing him whipping out a pale bucket with just the word poo on it. And swapping it Santa's little helper droppings, yeah. yeah. Why not? Why not? It would be yeah, far more been, humorous. It would have been much better, yeah. yeah. But I mean, while I'm there as well, the other Indiana Jones line I liked was Lenny going, ooh, a crystal skull. It's just like my least favorite Indiana Jones movie and my most favorite Shia LaBeouf movie. I do love mm, one line that has two burns in it. That yeah. was pretty good. That was probably the highlight of the whole episode, really. Yeah, Whoever getting... wrote that, you should be in charge. Unless you already are, in which case, stop. Potentially Dan Weber, it is, as it seems. But, you know, on the other side of the wackiness, uh, the other, the, the, the yin to its yang, we like to talk about the heart. Was there emotion in this episode? Uh, did we feel the bumps? See, we almost did. With the, Ham-fisted, yeah. I say. Ham-fisted yeah, with, like, Mo, you know, losing something that meant a lot to him and then finding that again within his friends. But because it just gets too kind of away from that into this whole anti-boost thing, I feel mm. like it loses that. Yeah, I saw like the two signs on the highway that said Babumps five kilometers, but yeah. then I just did, <laughs> I didn't turn off. Yeah. It saw the, the townscape of Babumpsville. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just saw it from like the highway and I was like, yeah. Okay, I'm going to pretend I know what that means. Ha 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 it's that sound what your heart makes, <laughs> <Yeah>. apparently. <laughs> Sorry, forget that these guys have been doing it for a while. Yeah, <laughs> so like, yeah Bumps is Elliot's like heartbeat for like uh, the feeling of yeah. the when, you, when you get the feels. Uh, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I totally recognise that we glossed over Jordan's anal corner before, but anyway, we, we don't have time. <laughs> you know, it was great to just watch Tom's face with like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, it's all right. No, everyone's into anal these days. <laughs> Yeah, but in a corner. That's the hard part. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but go for it. Whatever feels good. Get your hand off the whack. I surge the whack. Uh, uh, so, uh, also on the heart. Um, I think, we're, I think we're, on, look, we're on the whack now. Let's just accept it. Yeah, no, that, that's the problem with this. And uh, you're right, Tom. We di- we also didn't really see enough of yeah, the sober lives of, like, you don't need to go into everyone, but at least Homer, because we get a little taste of it, seeing yeah. him good with his kids. I would have liked to see more of him being uh, good at work or whatever, because mm. they set that's it up that's right. That's implication that he's in a suit now. He's got a promotion. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. lost a bit of gut weight and his comb over is like, it's flat now. Like, a- mm. apparently his hair Like a fancy up. man. <laughs> Apparently your hair sticks up when you drink, I guess. Yeah, that is my experience, yes. I don't know. I've been bald for a while and <laughs> drinking also for a while and uh, only having a beard, all my hair sticks down. Having little hair and drinking all the time, <laughs> my hair always sticks up. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's confirmed. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. But yeah, so yeah, a little bit of heart with Homer and the kids and stuff, but yeah, we lose it quite quickly, don't we? So on that note, if you mm. have, if you cut to the kids, you cut to the kids, and they had little bets on how long it was going to last and all yeah. that sort of thing. Because then you could do the Chekhov's gun and signpost that it was going to turn bad, but they could all be like betting and like going, "This is fucking bullshit" mm. or whatever. Like you know, in a way. Sorry, I just dropped a swear bomb. Oh, oh fucking it? no! <laughs> swear all you cunting like on this show. Okay, <laughs> hell damn ass fart. <laughs> anyway, Ploppers. so if they, <laughs> no, I like it. That, that's like that's a legitimately yeah, good point. You even. A joke of like, 
I don't know, Dad. You've done this before. It's never really lasted. We're trying to enjoy it. Even if, like, Byron yeah. said, oh, Dad's put out the sober suit again. Like, every time he, yes. he, he vanquishes alcohol, he wears a suit with a pocket scarf yeah. or pocket yeah. square. But all we got is Marge going, oh, you're so lovely. That's not even a joke. Uh, but ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? You know, how's the character integrity? Is everyone behaving like themselves? The first half, I feel, yes. Because it's, you know, a character study on a B character. That's good. Um, it's just, yeah, then just loses that focus and really kind of loses the episode for me. Yeah, there's a couple of strange moments we've talked about, you know, in the 30s. They've, you know, done a bit of a change behind the scenes. Mm. A lot of the Quite no- noticeable. Yeah, a lot of the non-white characters are no longer being voiced by white actors. And, like, Carl, I don't think it matters too much that he's a little bit different because he wasn't exactly it like... It is interesting that whoever's doing Carl now is not trying to emulate the original Carl. It's definitely a different, you know, voice. It's I not too dissimilar, though. It's, I didn't notice. I didn't yeah. even notice, to be I honest. Yeah. immediately um, noticed. Uh, uh, well, I mean, you've seen 650 of these uh, things yeah, by yeah, now. But, um, I, I, quite, I quite, like, back to your other point about the Spanish stuff, I quite enjoyed that. I quite enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, like, Bubble League Guy was different, and that yeah, was fine. I quite enjoyed that with, the, like, you know, struggling with my high school Spanish. Oh, no, not there. <laughs> I know this word, no, that word. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that bit on 30 Rock where, yeah, Liz is hired to be, a, like, an interpreter for German and like the subtitles are just like her interpretation it's like <laughs> dot 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 family dot 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 uh lederhosen question mark and it's just yeah that was it for me my fucking one year of doing duolingo is like uh hermano means brother okay oh what are they saying oh i've lost it <laughs> i don't know hermano means brother from um arrested development Look, <laughs> Duolingo taught Los me nothing. Los Hermanos. <laughs> oh, yeah, from Breaking Bad uh, yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. Wow, so brother's really quite strong in the Spanish culture, I see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... bro. And chicken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, Carl's now voiced by Alex Dessert, who was the blind guy in Becca. Alex Dessert. Yeah. He's got Good. a podcast that uh, only he hosts, and it's called Just Desserts. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on, Alex. Thought that, up that, that, <laughs> was Elliot. that was me. That was an Elliot. <laughs> okay, well, Do he does have great, you know, pickup lines like, well, we've enjoyed dinner. How about some dessert? Oh. <laughs> and then some NPR jazz comes on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, noticeably, Dr. Hibbert has been recast yeah. with Kevin Michael Richardson. And it's surprising because. Uh, like, I don't know if you guys know him, but he is a very prolific voice mm. actor. He has been on probably everything. I loved <laughs> it when Dr. Hibbard came in and gave him the, the zapper, though. Yeah, that was yeah, good. That I was did good. like, yeah, his line of, yeah, I was just telling them how I paid for medical school by bartending. Like, ah, cool. <laughs> yeah, out the corkscrew, cool. yeah. throws and stabs him against the wall. Yeah. Fucking great shit. But yeah, noticeably different. And it's just like the default Kevin Michael Richardson voice. Yeah. He wasn't even trying to do Hibbert. Because that was my only, like, Hibbert has a very distinct voice. And yeah. so that was like, that's going to be really noticeable, which, you know, it was. But otherwise, character te- integrity, I thought it was like yeah. mostly fine across the board. Like, it is definitely a sillier Simpsons episode, but, you know, um, not, I was about to say, not out of the realms of possibility. I but, mean, mm. if you really want to get anal about things, there are some inconsistencies. Yeah. Uh, Barney has seen his mother before. They joined the Navy together. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the uh, Lovejoys do have rather kinky sex life. Oh, we've, yeah. We've seen them in fetish gear. <laughs> There's a lot of people walking past that pier at like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, just going out for their four o'clock in the morning yeah. stroll. Well, yeah. they're not the only ones who are drunk. Still <laughs> judging. But yes or no, would you watch this episode again? No. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't yeah. think I'm going to pull anything new from it, but the first half, and then I'll, you know, fold laundry. 
Yeah, I watch it tonight with my son. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But episodes we uh, might watch again, we like to think about what playlist we'd put them in. What are some other Simpsons episodes that, like, remind you of this one, share thematic elements and would pair nicely with it? Definitely a Moe's list. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely moment episodes, yeah. Sober Homer. Sober Homer. Ah, What is that other one where he got... Oh, Duffless, of course. Of course. Where he went without Duff, that makes sense. I mix this in with the Stonecutters episode, you know, Secret Society, which actually, come to think of it, Moe was actually ranked pretty high on in the Stonecutters. He seemed to have a lot of sway in that. When did Moe stop calling Marge Midge? They they switch back and forth a lot. Um, he called a midge in this episode. Some, yeah, but sometimes he's like obsessed with her and therefore knows everything about her, and then other times he calls a midge, and it's like, which one do you want, guys? Do we know that it he just thinks his her name is Midge, or that's his pronunciation, or is he just off base? There is actually like a thread with it because I think Ankazaria mm. ad libbed it with the intention that yeah he'd only like heard about her secondhand so yeah. he didn't really know his name. Yeah, I'm gonna right, throw right. to uh, Lisa on Ice where he like needs you know advice which one's gonna yeah. win the big game. He's like calls her Blanche and a couple other different names because <laughs> he's only ever yeah he's heard it vaguely and can't quite yeah. remember. Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, there's some good Simpsons episodes to mix in, but we like to think about what would you like to change? So, BT, what would you like to change about this episode? Uh, just focus on Mo and, like, the emotions and character on that. Like, skip this whole anti-booze thing mm. and just make it all about, you know, he's lost this society, but hey, maybe now he's got friends, but he's not getting the same support from the friends that he was getting to the society. Get into the society a bit more. They seemed interesting. Yeah, this is there's more to be mined for the main concept without having this extra bit of and now Homer can't drink anymore. Oh, that's wild. It's like mm, I'm bored. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Phil? What would you like to change? I think we could have done the Spanish TV show a lot faster and got yeah. gotten to Homer getting the skull mm. way way faster. Yeah, could have lost all the stuff at Mo's bar because that was really just padding for time until. Mo got drunk and told everyone their secrets. That could have yeah. Been- yeah, it took him a long time to convince him to have a drink, didn't it? Yeah, it was like, I can see that. Like, if it had been yeah. set up as the rules of the confidential, that you couldn't, like, we knew that they were the three tenants of bartending, mm. then you could be like, oh, he doesn't want to break them because it's his secret society, but these people are calling him his friends. That would give him, like, a bit of character motivation to, mm. to break it. But it was, it just kind of happened, but really slowly for no reason. And then, Seven times less montages, and then make the montages you keep good. Yeah. When people get drunk, it's supposed to look exciting, especially if you want to make them look exciting. So make it exciting. Don't have them get their teeth whitened. <laughs> that was a weird thing, yeah. Why, like, I don't know where I landed on that Especially at a pier. Yeah, yeah, it's so odd. I kind of did enjoy it, because like, that would never have occurred to me to be a thing. But, but it also wasn't... It but was, yeah, it wasn't like a rule of three thing where, yeah, yeah, they went on the carousel. Wacky fun thing, wacky fun thing. Teeth whitening. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, how about you, Tom? What would you like to change about this one? Uh, yeah, I got two things. Again, with the Secret Society, I wanted to explore the Secret Society. I wanted to go there, go to absurd Secret Society. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, it could even lead down a dark hole with T-Rex people, like lizard people <laughs> running the Secret Society. Who knows? And then the <laughs> other side, the other side is the tequila bottle, the skull tequila bottle. Mm-hmm. There's a whole trope of stuff that they could have explored there, like the talking bottle. The character didn't even get any exploration. Like the character that was the tequila bottle. Especially because it had lines of dialogue. Yeah. It had lines of dialogue. We didn't even know anything about it. Like we didn't even know what it was like to be a tequila bottle. Like <laughs> what the hell is it like to live your life as a tequila bottle? No one ever talks to you and then suddenly you got glowing eyes and like you got to, like you're cursing people. Like does the curse even work? Like what? Like what? Like is it a genie? Is it not a genie? There's a whole bunch of shit in there. 
there. I think it does go. have one evil spirit in it. I'll go stand next to Elliot now. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, there's loads one. to explore. And even if you went down the Genie Avenue, there's like lots of stuff that you can flip on the head. But if you didn't go there, you go the evil spirit. Or you could go the like the Faustian story. Or like there's so much there that just like it's just like Ah, uh, you're cursed. And then, like, Mo goes on a like a moralistic tale. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, I think one of my big points with this one is, like, I don't like how quickly it went to the secret society trying to anti-booze. Mm. Um, yeah, that was my points. big note. I just was going through my final notes to see what I wanted to mention when we mentioned final notes. And one was, like, why? You're a secret society. Surely anti-boozing someone confirms your existence. Yeah. So, like, while I like the story point that, yeah, Lenny, Carl, Barney, and Homer end up getting sober and, you know, they each have now lives outside of each other, like, I think that's a good story beat. I thought it should have come about just a bit more in a natural, non-wacky way mm. in that they were just now cut off from any every bar in Springfield yeah. explicably. And at risk of putting another montage into this episode, them going to back to those various joints and getting, mm. you know, rejected. Um, in various uh, wacky ways. And that could have been another thing. Like, they could have been, like, like sneaking booze. Like, mm. like, yeah. like they're not getting anywhere and now open up a bootleg bar. Like, there's a whole bunch of things that they could have, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's back a whole bunch of ways they could have... done yeah. a speakeasy bit, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, trying to go with the movies and, you know, hip flask into the into the Diet Coke and yeah. it gets Yeah, but it's not, it's not only the bars, but all the liquor stores have cut them off as well. They, yeah. Uh, they are dry now. Yeah, and then you can then, like, go even more into, I think there's a secret society at work rather than, yeah, secret society just totally poisoned them. Yeah, you, do, well, you don't get to do the John Wick stuff then, though. Yeah, true. Mm. I feel like that's literally the whole point of this episode. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, do your fucking John Wick shit in a Halloween or some other episode. Yeah, I don't. I don't think all the that stuff really worked anyway. Yeah, it wasn't golden enough to tank the rest of the episode. Yeah. For. Yep. All right. Well, BT mentioned it before, and now it is time for our final notes. Now time, and now it's time for our final notes. Everyone's final notes ready. <laughs> final notes. Tom, do you have any final notes about this episode? Things from the episode you want to mention before we move on to the rankings? Yeah, I watched it again. I watched it six times. I watched it a hundred times. I watched it again. For sure. It was very enjoyable. It was very enjoyable. I think whoever made it did a good job. Uh, it was all right. It was all right. It was pretty good. <laughs> uh, how about you, Phil? Quite, quite the gamut of opinions. Um, I do have final notes, but I can't read any of my handwriting, so I don't know what they say. Um, it was okay. I would not be watching it a hundred times more. Um, BT, any other notes? Yes, I do. Uh, when Bart's in the Bumblebee guy uh, recording, he says Icarumba, but it gets subtitled. I kind of like that. It is the only good Icarumba joke in the last, like, fucking 30 years. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I do quite like the, the misdirect got me where it's showing off the prizes. One's a vacuum cleaner, one's the skull bottle, and one's, like, a mo dirt bike. You're like, okay, he's going to get the dirt bike. <laughs> Smash cut, he's got the skull bottle. I'm like, okay, that got me. I legitimately thought, you know. Yep. Uh, yeah, at one point, Bart is wearing the skull bottle on his head. I wrote down skull cap and... Uh, yeah. Uh, when Mo first joins the Barflies, he sits down and is like, ah, so this is sitting. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they rang that bit a bit too long. But yeah, yeah, I can appreciate that. Yep. And my last bit is that when he's serving them just water, he's like, ah, the water's watered down. <laughs> 
See, I was hoping the episode would end there and they just went like the super sitcom route of like yeah. everyone laughing in that way that they were. But yeah, well, it, it then just they going. wouldn't reset to zero though. Three, three I know. more bites at it. Yeah. Yeah. And my final note, I didn't mind when um, the people were walking by on the dock and Mo was revealing their secrets. I didn't mind, actually, yeah. Ked Brockman gets a new pet every time he goes on holiday, sells the old ones. Mm. And then Mayor Quimby is actually the mayor of another town. He's like, uh, Greensville doesn't mean anything to me. I didn't mind that. Um, and then Homer talking to Mo, oh, you've gone from fun drunk to mean drunk. And then Barney going, you've become even worse. You've become an honest drunk. Yeah. yeah. Again, good line. I think the jokes in this one are really what's going to be holding me up. Especially like when Mo goes to the nuclear power plant and he's like, oh, wow, this is the first time I've been in office, any office. Wow, no wonder you guys come to my place to drink. Yeah, I do like, actually <laughs> also like the line of, uh, where's good. Barney? He's like, he doesn't work. He's like, oh, I just assumed he did. And they're yeah. like, yeah, that'd make some wacky stories, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, I didn't then like uh, when, you know, they Skype with Barney and oh. he gets jabbed with the anti-booze and they list oh, the yeah. symptoms and then you see As the he's symptoms experiencing them. I just, yeah, wrote down, yeah. I'm going to hate this joke. And I did. Yeah, Because yeah. even the bit where they showed restraint and they cut away for hurricane vomit, they let the sound effect play out for way too long. Also, I think with the callback of, you know, oh, if Barney worked in the nuclear power plant, we'd have some wacky stories. Don't make a more interesting premise in the episode that's not super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're really like, guys, we came up with a great idea for an episode. It's not this one, but, you know, later on, guess what? Yeah. yeah. Maybe nothing. That's kind of what makes it funnier in a way. Just go, wouldn't that be good? Anyway, anyway. back to this. Yeah. <laughs> and my last note it is I, I did like the pun of uh, Carl's invention, the Groomba, the Roomba that, yeah, self manicures all your body hair. I did like that it's, when he explained what it was, it sounded. Dumb, and then Homer's instantly got one. And it's like he zips over his face and shaves him. Yeah, and I kind of went, oh, cool. Yeah, I want. Mm. <laughs> All right, it's time to rank this thing on the Simpsons Index. We rank using a six-point scale that starts down the bottom at failure. <sighs> Maybe if the episode was just meh. You give it participant. But for the positive rankings, we've got okay bronze, good silver, excellent gold. But for the best of the very best, the episodes which you think The Simpsons could not exist without, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. I look, I'm going to fall on a bronze for this one. I didn't hate it. I might watch it again. I, I think the jokes are really going to carry it. It's an inherently silly episode, mm. but I think that's part of its charm. Uh, yeah, again, bronze. It's not fucking perfect. It's okay. BT, what do you reckon? I'm going to go with the bronze as well. I had a good enough time. I do feel like the second half lets it down, but it's I still enjoyed it overall. So, Bill? Uh, I'm going to go with a bronze vector and also give it an okay bronze. Mm. It was... I didn't hate it enough to enjoy it in a bad way. I didn't like it enough to enjoy it in a good way. And Tom, finish it off. Controversially, I'm going to give it a gold. Gold? Well, it does exactly what it says on the box. It's a Simpsons. You expect it. Like, it gives you what you ask for. I do like how controversial that is. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent, though. You seem to have a lot of complaints. I've got a lot of complaints, but every episode's got a lot of complaints, but it does exactly what you expect it to. (laughs) Does what it says on the tin, I suppose. (laughs) Simpsons were in it, yes. (laughs) Well, that involves a lot more math than I know how to do it this month. Dollar silver, I think. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) We'll see. But yeah, anyway, that about does it for the Simpsons Index for this week. Um, Sorry? Oh, yes. Thank you. Tom, I almost forgot. We got a BT. I got to throw to BT. He's yeah. got to ask you the most important question on this oh, podcast. Because we like to ask our <laughs> new guests if you could have a sandwich named after you, what would be on that sandwich? What would be now, on the sandwich? And if that's too hard, you can default to the easier question of what's the best sandwich. But if I walk into a deli and I order the Tom, what am I getting? I'm mm, careful. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a delicious sandwich. That's with absinthe. 
Very delicious Sam question. Like, 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 are you limited by anything? Like, oh, no, like, no. You're about, and by sandwich, you can extend to like hot dog, hamburger, well, taco the, even. Okay, so my sandwich is a very simple sandwich. I'm just going to have like a, a nice thin piece of bread. Yep. Sprinkled with heroin and cocaine <laughs> and every piece of like, you know, thing that would like enjoy, make your life a little bit enjoyable. They're like it's, some hundreds of thousands of amphetamines. <laughs> If you like it up, if you like it down, like it's all in there. It's all in there. This is a sandwich that will keep you up at night. All right. <laughs> this is the first illegal sandwich we've had. <laughs> Only in this country, at least. <laughs> I think because it's got a little bit of everything, it's probably illegal every like across the board. It can be illegal somewhere. Well, someone's going to be like, look, you've got your heroin, you've got your amphetamines, and wait, you've got tobacco on there. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's not be tobacco. You know what? You're like, you have it smoked. Ever a smoker before it's uh, yeah, so it's it. <laughs> all <Vicious>. right. <laughs> a gold ranking and a drug laden sandwich. Love your work. <laughs> ah, well. the, gold la- the gold rating. <laughs> I, like, I don't like to be typecast, but that's my sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, yeah. Th- uh, thanks for doing this today, Tom. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Have you guys got anything you might want to plug or talk about Nudge. that's coming out soon? Wink. Oh, I'm going to do it or you want to do it? You should do it. Oh. You're the exciting one. Off you go. Another exciting one. Phil and I have a little podcast coming out probably late February next year. It's a little bit of a silly podcast between, you know, we're both idiots. And so we've got a podcast called Big Questions from Small Minds. And yes, we have small minds. (laughs) Scientifically proven. Yeah. So we ask questions to people with much larger brains than ours, like professors of neuroscience, astronomy, astrophysics. We've even had rocket scientists on our podcast. And they tolerate all your questions about farts and such. There are a lot of questions about farts. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. And then there's lots of questions from kids as well. Yeah. yeah, but no, it's been great. Uh, you guys have been uh, recording out of SideQuest Studios, mm-hmm. actually, which has been the very weird thing for me of having like these very big brain people come into my house and be, oh, hello, the head of AI at Sydney Uni. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just, just try then asking them questions. Yeah. And so one of our best Sit questions... by the wall of Amiibos. <laughs> <laughs> so one of our best questions for this guy, who is absolute genius, and he was asked at the UN to give a like a dissertation on what is the future of AI and what kind mm. of restrictions are going to be given. Mm. And our question to him was, what did you wear? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you wearing? <laughs> the answer was not a, a human skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't choose an AI to choose his clothing either. No. Oh, the future of closets. AI dressing, yeah. <laughs> the future of closets. Hmm, what should I wear? T-shirt? Good choice, AI. <laughs> but find out more, listen to our podcast. But you can't. <laughs> you can't yet. But in the future, yeah, take future. note, write this down, put it in your diary for Late some February time. 2023. Yeah, let's say early March. Go to smallminds.au to check out all of our cool podcasts and amazing professors that we ask ridiculously dumb questions to <laughs> and find out how far we can push smart answers to dumb questions yeah uh but no i'm lo- really looking forward to that mm. coming out and of course yeah we'll post the the links to the socials when that happens and uh retweet and rebuzz i don't know like what social media things will be around then, smoke but signals yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, de- we'll definitely be off twitter by then yeah mm. <laughs> and bt if people want to hear more of us and want to pay us to do that where oh, can they do that they go to <laughs> patreon.com slash sidequest studios not later in march right the fuck now and that's where you can get uh, and also later in march yeah, that is the you know, anytime you like really that is the umbrella for everything we do here at sidequest studios and you will unlock not 70 not 80 but over 90 exclusive podcasts from myself and elliot that's right 
nine zero. Holy shit! So much content, so cheap. Little as what as a coffee a, a month. Yeah, and if nothing. you give them more, you might even get a Tom sandwich. <laughs> uh, we cannot actually claim that. <laughs> I am a subscriber of this podcast for Patreon, and Side I quest find studios. it is worth all the dollars that I spend on it and more. Please do the thing. It's got the very vibes of uh, Krusty's. I heartily do- endorse this event or product. <laughs> That's what I was going for, but I can't do the Krusty voice. No. <laughs> Neither can I, clearly. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we're having a lot of fun there. You get mm-hmm. a new podcast every week. Every we're week. Reviewing uh, movies that star the cast of The Simpsons. One of your Patreon perks is suggesting the movies for us. And yeah, we're also doing other Simpsons-focused content, uh, catching mm-hmm. BT up on the episodes that he yep. wasn't there for to review, and mm-hmm. uh, also reviewing the contents of the Simpsons DVD box sets, which has, yeah, been a lot of fun. So go to patreon.com slash Studios. But until then, that's been Tom. Okay, see you later, people. <laughs> I'm going to go get myself a sandwich. <laughs> and that's been Phil. I'm still here, but not for long. <laughs> and that's been PT Callaway. Ahoy, ahoy. And I've been your host, Elliot J. Neal. That's all the mustard in the house. That's all the drugs on the sandwich. <laughs> that's all the drugs on the sandwich. <laughs> a glass half full, half empty. <laughs> sandwich half empty. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can also check out our other shows, like Pulp Fury Radio, our scripted fiction podcast, which tells all original stories across a range of pulp genres, and Thrones of Game, where we review Game of Thrones in reverse order. Links to those podcasts and more will be available in the show notes. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes! Alright, recording, so now everything you say is libelous. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. I definitely don't eat poop. <laughs> Good thing that's on the record now. Yeah. Just thought I'd say it. Just doesn't mean it's true. No, I said I definitely don't. You said it on a podcast, it, it must be it, true. Yeah, and it it's recorded. Yeah. Oh, that was super loud. Ah, it's a nice opening. Very crisp. Look at that. Look at that waveform. Yeah. We like to uh, record all the beer canned openings just in case we use them for any... <laughs> for anything. For any uh, scripted podcast we might make about beer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, give me time. Have you, done a, have you done a thing on Duff Beer? Like, you've done, like, a whole series on the mention of Duff Beer, like a whole, like, oh, episode on Duff Beer. You know what? We weren't running the podcast when they had that very limited mm. release of Duff Beer in Australia. I don't know if you guys uh, were ever across yeah, that. Yeah, that was, like, yeah. 1998 or something. No, 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 no. I was working then, so that yeah. was... Oh, really? Yeah. They, they might have done one then as well. Cause... Yeah, they probably tried a I few times. I remember they did one ages ago, but it wasn't by... It wasn't like legal. Yeah, no, it was an extremely limited release. It was like, we're doing this as fast as we won't get sued for it, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, that was that one. Then they did like an official one, but it was like, this is for a television show and it's a cartoon, therefore it's for children and you're tra- advertising to children. It's like, no, <laughs> children do not watch The Simpsons. But it got pulled anyway. Yeah, but it was absolute piss water anyway. Uh, it must have come from Moe's. It was fucking watered down lager. It was so bad. Yeah, right. Well, I had the Metallica beer. That was pretty terrible. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which is weird again because, yeah, James Hetfield is very publicly alcoholic and, like, has done several stints in rehab. Had to cancel his Australian tour because hey, of... you got to pay for that yeah. rehab with watered-down alcohol. <laughs> the irony. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was watered... No, it wasn't watered-down. Like, there were 400-mil cans mm. and it was, like, 2.1 standard drinks. Like, it was pretty punchy. It was yeah. just terrible. I think if you ever trust a celebrity to sell you any kind of thing, it's going to be crap. Like, that's just how it is. Well, I only bought it because I went to the bottle shop and they had, like, an entire case of it. And it was, I think cases were, 
there were 18 cans in a case and I think the case cost $25. And the guy said to me, because I was buying the Iron Maiden beer at the time, which was delicious. Oh. And he's like, uh, we've got this Metallica beer if you're interested. And I'm like, is it any good? He's like, no, it's pretty terrible, but it's really strong. And there's 18 in a case and it's 25 bucks. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. all right, I'll try it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Tom, what's your last name? And do you mind if it's on public record? Uh, Norton, like the motorcycle. Norton or the antivirus. Yeah, that's that's right. Right. Uh, there's I a motorcycle. A, uh, there is a motorcycle, but uh, yeah, just like the antivirus. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now introducing Tom Husqvarna. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chainsaw. <laughs> and a motorcycle. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Learn something new all the time. Uh, I didn't know uh, you game. remember it as Husker's in corn and Varna's in varnish. Because I know the, the ad for power tools. <laughs> <laughs>